Ready. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the Bullocker Podcast. I'm Larry Moose Lundstrom. And I'm Adam Vokey. What's up, Vokey? Not a whole lot. Where are we at, dude? The bowels of the Emporium. We were just talking about that. We were. A bowels as in basements. Yes. Because our guest today was kind of searching around <laughs> for where the hell the studio was, yeah. the hidden studio. and Checking all the corners. Didn't check the bottom. Didn't check the bottom. <laughs> we do have a guest today. We do. Allison Walker, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. <laughs> Thank you. You've been a very busy beaver. I, I am. Yeah. I am. You just got a lot of shit going on. Constantly. And you're a mom. And a mom. Oh, my God. Yep. The, the kids are busy? <laughs> Very. Yeah. Basketball's about to start. Peyton, she's starting that Nico League. and What's Nico? Oh, I think it's like North, Northeastern Colorado League. Oh, okay. You know, sponsors and the whole thing. It's not ran through. This part isn't ran through the city, so it's competitive is it like yes. a club league yeah yeah it's kind of like club i okay. think yeah that's good how what, what age is she well she's 11 11 years old yeah does it get competitive <laughs> kind of yeah really? those games are pretty <laughs> funny you know what you come to a brush fort morgan game at 11 year old girls it's kind of wild right it's kind of shocking <laughs> right because you'd think you'd see that at like the high school games right. no it's 11 year old girls basketball and 11 year old girls are hateful by nature anyway right oh it's right before like puberty yeah and right i mean right. the emotions are high and just hating on each other you don't know if they're gonna cry or like throw a fist it's crazy <laughs> like it really is or one comes after the other or yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> oh yeah how old are your girls your girls are my girls are 15 and 18 which one's more competitive brindley um, probably brindley yeah. yeah she does the sports and and all that stuff so nice harm's nice. a drama nerd before we go any further do i want to say uh Welcome to the Bullocker Podcast. If you're new to the podcast, what we do is we bring on a guest. What they're going to do is tell three stories about their life. Now, here's the kicker. Only two of these stories are true. One's either borrowed, halfway made up, so it's half true, half false, or all the way made up. And we've been kind of getting ballsy lately, Allison, so we're not even going to ask you what it is. All right? <laughs> okay. We're just going to try and guess. You know what I mean? <laughs> because we were so good at this yeah, otherwise. Right, right, right. So, so we just got to handicap ourselves even more. Listen, if I suck at this, I want a reason, okay? I'm trying to get myself a fucking out here. You know what so. I mean? So... Um, but anyway, at the end of the podcast, Adam and I are going to try and guess which one it is. So, Allison, uh, I brought that up because I want to talk about you have Lance Schwint as one of your one of your story titles. So uh, we're not we're not going to tell yet, but um, I, I brought that up because we're talking about kids. Yeah. Have you ever watched Lance try to coach like the little little ones? Yeah, and actually, last year, it, some of these games got so heated for this Nico basketball that he <laughs> actually came in to ref a couple games because yeah. I think he felt so bad for his refs and people kind of bitching about him. I think he came in to like try to, I don't know, make nice and hey, I'm here. Yeah. Just don't be a jerk to the refs. <laughs> but I think that's a new thing nowadays, right? Like, yeah. People just take shots at the referee. They, nobody wants to ref anymore. Why would you want to? I have no idea. And then, you know, it's really hard because. I'm totally, how do I say this, a hypocrite? Because I'll be the one, you know, it's like Darla Rosenbrock out there. You know, it's like right. I know her, her mom was my gym teacher. And I'm like, come on, Darla. <laughs> I'm like the one yelling at oh, the ref. Oh, she's the referee. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one yelling at the ref. And I'm like, oh, I need to really stop. I know where you live, Darla. I'll eat your heart out of your chest. I babysat you. Like, <laughs> is that, is like, that Don't true? call that. Yeah. Like, don't sit there and call a foul on my kid. Yeah, yeah. You know? But that, that's not really hypocrite. I'm talking about like people who get straight up right crazy Karens in the audience. That, you For know, sure. Yeah, that uh, threaten them and all that other stuff. Because I know the city council, Lance has talked about having oh, yeah. a lack of referees. But I was talking about the little little guys. Oh yeah. When he coaches them, and it's like hurting cats, man. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Len Schwitt has the patience of a monk. I'm mm-hmm. not joking, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I was dropping comedy tickets off to him last year. And it was over at the Sunset Fields, right? She teaches these kids to play football. There's one over by the sideline just picking dandies. You know what I mean? There's one just doing cartwheels. And he's trying to get them all together. And I'm like, I couldn't do it, man. I, I, I would shake every one of those fucking kids, man. I'm a horrible person. That's why I'm not a dad. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, you ready to tell some stories? I'm ready to tell some stories. All right. Yep. I'm into this. Adam, you want to read them off? Yeah, sure. We got uh, Eisenhower, Lance Schwint, and Hell's Angels. I love it. I love it. <laughs> do you want to tell these in any particular order? Do you mind if we pick? Uh, you you sure can pick. Yeah. All right. Mr. Vokey, pick it up, my friend. We'll just start at the top. We'll go with Eisenhower. Eisenhower. All right. So the reason of these, I don't know. Because, you know, you're trying to figure out, like, do I go funny? Do I just talk serious? You know, it's really kind of hard to figure out, like, three stories that sure. you want to tell. But um, Eisenhower. So I only did one year of college. Didn't make it, which is why I'm a massage therapist now. Good for you, man. <laughs> I decided college was not for me. Um, but for that one year, I went to Mesa State. So driving back and forth, where do you drive through? The Eisenhower oh, Tunnel. Wait, back and forth from where? From here? From Brush to Grand Junction. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it, granted, that's not daily. We're talking like once a month. You know, okay. when you come home for holidays, the <clears throat> whole thing, you know. Okay. Yeah. So lived in Grand Junction. And, um, you know, come home for Thanksgiving, come home for Christmas, come home to see the the family, whatever. Sure, sure. And this isn't like a, you know, this isn't like a two-hour drive. You know, going to Grand Junction, you know, take Eight you like, hours, yeah, right? your yeah. all-day thing. Yeah. So you better make sure you're coming home for, like, good things, right? Right, right. Well, me and my girlfriend, Roxy, we went to Mesa State. All our other friends went to CSU. What's up, Roxy? Right. <laughs> and... So I think we were going home after, I believe it was Thanksgiving, you know, after the week long, you know, break, had so much fun with all our friends, came back to brush and probably a lot of underage drinking because we were 19 and um, we're heading back and we get into the Eisenhower tunnel and it is completely stopped. Just cars backed up and Eisenhower tunnel, I believe is like two or three miles long. It's, it's pretty long tunnel. Right. And Eisenhower is kind of crazy because sometimes you'll go one side, it's sunny, you'll go on the other side and it's snowing. Right. So you're always like prepared for some shit to go down at the Eisenhower tunnel. If you live in Grand Junction <laughs> and you, you know, if you're going back and forth, right. you just prepare for that. Or if you're a trucker, I guess. Right. But um, so we're in the middle of the tunnel and just stopped. And I mean, we're stopped for a while. You know, after like 30 minutes, you're sitting there like, all right, what's going on? They even have workers coming around telling people to turn their cars off, like, after an hour sitting there. This, go, this goes on. We're still sitting there two hours later, mm-hmm. like, God, what's going on? People are outside their cars, like, playing catch, walking around. I mean, it's like, that's how long we were sitting there. It's just right. people are trying to walk to the end to see what is going on, like, outside the tunnel. What's the dealio, yeah. So, basically, it was a truck jackknifed right outside the tunnel to a point where not even one car could drive by, you know. So, they're trying to get it out of the way but we're just sitting ducks so on jackknife you mean like is it on its side or is it just or is it um i don't know really how to explain it but it was like almost it was blocking both yeah lines. it okay. was like there was not one car coming right. through but Ooh. i don't know what a jackknife is like when the the truck's facing this way and the trailer's facing this way but it's like a point but i mean it, it's to the point where it's like nobody's getting through and okay. they have 
sea dots there. I mean, it's a whole thing, but it was snowing on that side. Oh, so wow. it was like must hit black ice something happened right outside the tunnel. What side is that? Is that the uh, Grand Junction side? Yeah, going okay. towards Grand Junction. So it's where it slopes down right yeah, out yeah, to yeah. the tunnel. Yeah, okay. Yep. And yeah. what is that? Like the closest is like Vale maybe on the other side. Right. Or, it's Silverthorn. Silverthorn, yeah. So it's and it's like that deep incline. So they always say, you know, make sure you have your trains or what is it? Your, your chains, your chains on. on, all yeah. that stuff, right? So we're sitting in their car, you know, all, all these things are happening. You're just asking people like, what's going on there? Oh, it's a truck. Oh, okay. You know, you're eating your snacks because if you're on a six hour, eight hour car ride, you're, right. you have plenty of snacks. You're prepared for this to happen because it happens to you almost every time you go. Well, if anybody knows me that's listening to this podcast knows that I have like severe tummy issues. <laughs> You preach to the choir. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, it got to the point where I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom and I got to go right this second. And, you know, Roxy knows the drill. We used to have this code word that literally if we were somewhere at a house party in high school, anything like that, we used to say pudding. That was like code red for I got to go. I got to go take a shit somewhere right now. And it was like, you'd be just talking to somebody and that you make eye contact and they're like pudding. You're like, you got to go. Like it is a, we're getting in our car. We're going to 7-Eleven or, or the closest car, you know, or any closest house anywhere. You don't have to explain right. this to me whatsoever. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, like the code me. word. I'm with you. So I'm like, this is the code pudding. I got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. And so we're locking our cars even like, you know. Right. Hopefully the traffic doesn't start. We're, right. we're going on our like half a mile hike to the outside because I'm like, well, I'm not going to just throw my drawers down in front of all these people that are just sitting here. Yeah, yeah. And we get to the outside, snowing, freezing. And there's workers out there. I mean, there's tons of people out there. And go up. And I'm just like, do you guys have a bathroom? Oh, my God, do you have a bathroom? And they're like, yeah, for our employees. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, oh, my God. You know, like, you got the sweats and everything yeah. going on. <laughs> and, um, you know, as we're, like, asking the guy, like, you know, where's your closest bathroom? It just happens. I mean, no. yeah. And to the point, just throw my pants down in front of this guy because it's happening. And I'm just like, oh. I am so sorry. And Roxy's over here, like, taking her sock off. Like, here you go, Al. Like, she just knows <laughs> what's going on. And I'm just like, I pray to God I never see you ever again in my life. So there's a podcast somewhere in this world where that dude is telling a story about the blonde who came out of the tunnel. Hundred percent, and she shit right in front of me. She just went there. She man. almost shit on my boot. Hundred percent, like right on the outside of the Eisenhower Tunnel. Like the flurries are going around, yeah. and I was just like, I was just sitting there, like I'm so sorry. I'm so so sorry. You know, what do you do? It's like, well, I guess it was better than my car. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Damn right it was. You know? <laughs> it was one of those situations that it was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. What did the guy even say? What did he, did he remark at all? No, honest to God, sat there. We made the awkward eye contact as I was like, I'm so sorry, turned and just walked away. And I was like, <laughs> thank God. Like he, I mean, he just bolted it. But it was like, if somebody's stuck in a tunnel for hours right. and you're sitting there like, can I please use your bathroom? Right. The polite thing to say is yes. Yeah, go ahead. And, and that's the thing is this isn't the only time I've seen this. I've been stuck like in that tunnel before and I've seen a girl do the same thing, but she had to pee and just jumped out, peed and like yeah. jumps back in her car. Yeah. And you're just like, well, what do you do for that amount of time? Yeah, exactly. Not a lot of people can hold it for like four hours. Right, right. No, and, and the sad part is they catch you doing it. Yeah. You, now you're a sexual predator. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was one of those where I was like, guy just walks away. I mean, my my buddy Roxy literally brings it up all the time. Like, she'll just, even, <laughs> oh, even I, when I messaged her, I was like, I'm going on a podcast, I have to tell a story. She literally, all she just typed was Eisenhower. 
And I was like, oh. (laughs) Like, and I'm thinking, oh "Oh my God, do I tell everybody about this? But now I'm like, 20 years ago, who cares? You know what, Allison, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't let you live it down ever. (laughs) Right. If I was your friend, if one of my friends did that, I'd be like, I'm notorious for that. Like, there's a, this is a quick story. Uh, I had a roommate. I don't say his name. We'll call him Frank. Everybody's <laughs> Frank on this podcast, right? And uh, he's come to the club. He used to work at the club I came where I worked at. And uh, when he quit, he'd come down to the club and get hammered. And he'd just come home with me. I'd just drive him home after. Well, we get in this like weird fight, right? Let me take a step back. The cable bill is in my name. Okay. <laughs> so every month I'd have to be like, hey, Frank, did you order... $47 worth of pornography this month because they're charging us for $47 worth of pornography, right? Frank had a little issue, you know? And I had a VCR, and I'm like, just start taping them. Let's make a library if that's what's going to happen, you know? Anyway, so we get in this fight. He goes home. I walk in my front door, right? And uh, I hear the music, right? It, it, this is old school 80s, 90s porn. So, right? And I walk in, and he's passed out in the middle of it, right? He passed out. And uh, so I, I cover him with a blanket, and I'm like, oh, my God. Because if, if, if the shotgun goes off, I'm going to punch him. I don't care how passed out he is. I'm going to hit him until I feel better, right? The reason I tell you the story is I told the guys that worked that. So every time at a party, they're like, Larry, tell us about the time you walked in on Frank Hagen. And I'm like, so we get in this fight at the club, right? And so that's why I tell that story. If I was your friend, that story would come up every time at a party. Every time. It comes up and, a lot. I, and, for you, you Roxy. Know, and, and bless her. She honestly, she, same just like the guy. She turns around. She's just laughing and like turns and just takes her socks off. And I'm just like, <laughs> and obviously, like we've been best buds forever. Right, so it was like right. this wasn't the first pudding incident right and it's like i had her down to just like if i'm having an emergency we're losing socks like what else do you do <laughs> you do man yeah you're gonna orphan them socks that's what you're gonna do that's right uh do we have a poop story last podcast with danielle we didn't that might have been the break because I know, we were on a hell of a run there yeah, for a while yeah, this was... I, I heard them and i thought oh, i'm not even embarrassed anymore to tell my no, poop story no. oh, and no. honestly you guys should just be happy it wasn't three poop stories because that's how many i have uh, <laughs> and they're and they're all embarrassing Allison. and i just sit there i've even had people make me shirts that's like i'm a 10 but i have tummy problems i'm like yeah like poopsie over here and listen allison i'll go toe-to-toe with you on poop story, okay? <laughs> all day long sister. right my I could, diet's not awesome i could probably throw my hat in that ring as well <laughs> right so but from this podcast like you just said i realized when it first happens i had a budweiser story i've told numerous times on here but you know i, I tell that story but then as i tell it people are like oh this happened to me and this is it's, it's so common it happens to everybody everybody i mean irritable bowel syndrome is that kind of what you're totally yeah. well and honestly now i i'm even i'm like do i have crohn's like, <laughs> it's like a little bit more than the yeah. ibs yeah. but you know it's like i'm definitely i've done like the testing for it too so honestly i, I eat pretty gluten-free because any type mm-hmm. of gluten it's either it's coming out one way or the other like right. you know it's terrible. If we go out and eat, I take my mom. She's like, we have to wait for half an hour because Larry's going to have to go. And she's right. I hate her for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yes, that's true, mother. So, And she's like, he's got a very healthy colon. She cheers me on for it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, like, like I'm being potty trained for the first time. Like, good job, bud. Good job. So I get it, bro. Yep. What do you think about that one, Adam? That, that's great. And I, I also think... I'm, I'm going to say right now that that is not the bullhucker because the way she was describe, describing the had the sweats and the been there. I know that's experience. That's what that is. So I tell you what, I almost think 
I, I question it because I think that she's luring us in because she knows we're poop guys. <laughs> she, she knows that's easy money with us. So I love it. So although a great story, and uh, dude, I like it because people at home that are watching this are totally relating to you. I promise you. Where's Roxy at? Is she around here anymore? She, she lives in Denver. Does she? Yep. Okay. I, but I just seen her. She came down for Oktoberfest last weekend. So nice. just seen her. Still, cool. still talk to her daily. She's from here. Yep. Okay. Yep. I graduated with her. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. And a good friend. Yep. But that's what friends are for, right? Childhood friends. Okay. We have two more stories. Lance Schwint and Hell's Angels. Well, I know which one I want to listen to last because I know him. So let's listen to the other one. Let's listen to Hell's Angels. Well, okay. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to tell the <laughs> No, no, no. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Um, so the Hell's Angels story, um, well, you were asking me about Sturgis, how, yep. how Sturgis was. And, you know, Sturgis is always a great time. Wild. We stayed at a very wild campsite. I I wouldn't tell those stories on here just because I wouldn't want my mother to hear them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, um, I have a fiance, um, Nick. and uh, What's up, Nick? <laughs> we This is the first year we went to Sturgis. So this was three years ago that we went. And um, my, my parents have always gone. I... I went, but never on a bike. You know, back when I was younger, when I was 21, I went just to experience it. But it was, I was driving up there. Um, This was the first time, you know, it was more of a camping trip, more of a staying at a campsite. You know, that whole thing. Going with people who actually have a motorcycle. Right, right. And uh, we went with a group, a huge group of people. It was fun. We stayed at a house for a couple days. And then um, me, Nick, and our buddy AJ went out on our own and stayed for a couple more days and, and camped. So it was uh, us three, Nick, me, and AJ. And um, if you've never been to Sturgis, they kind of have a strip, you know, and they have a couple little side roads that you park on. And it's a lot of bars, a lot of shopping, that kind of thing. We kind of stayed far away this trip at our our campsite was kind of far. So it was like like a 35-minute drive. So this wasn't something where we could get, like, drunk and walk to our campsite, which is, you know, one of those things. But we decided to actually go out this day and um, kind of stay stay later, see what, like, Sturgis was about at night, that kind of thing. And um, so I'd say, like, midnight. And we were like, okay, it's time to go. Like, we've had a couple drinks, but, you know, it's either we find somewhere to stay here or we need to get our asses back to our campsite. Right, right. So we walk to our bikes and... It's a really eerie feeling when this place is a packed place normally. And you walk into the street and there's like nobody there. And we're just like, okay, this is this is odd because we've been here the last couple of days. This is not what's normal. And it was a side street, but normally they that what they do is they park their bikes on the sides and then in the middle. Mm-hmm. The two bikes, AJ and Nick's bike, were just in the middle. That was it. And then there was cops galore. And like eight hell's angels sitting on like the side of the road and we're sitting there we're like um okay well this is bad so we're like fuck we gotta find somewhere to stay and nick instantly is like nope when they're busy this is when you get out you know like they're not looking at us we gotta get our bikes and get the hell out of here right and we walk up instantly we're met by cops that are like what are you doing here get the hell out of here and you know nick's like hey those are our bikes just let us grab them he's like yeah walk them out of here don't even start them walk them out and we're just like, oh, okay, like, this is pretty crazy. Really? But as we're walking up there, I mean, like, there's eight or nine Hells Angels. I mean, they're all handcuffed, too. And, you know, and we're just like, okay, this is pretty uh, sketchy. You know, it's like something, something's going on. Right. So 
We get out of there. We maybe walk it like 10 feet. We jump on. We get the hell out of there. Maybe five minutes later, we're still in Sturgis just trying to get to the highway, basically. And we just hear sirens going crazy. I mean, cops, insane. You know something's happening somewhere when you when you hear all that, you know? Right. And later, we found out there was a big old shootout at the Hell, Hell's Angels. And it was like cops were there they were there um and some indictment happened and it was the hell's angels well we were right right there and like missed it by like five minutes oh man yeah and that was our first sturgis trip where i was like i don't know if i want to go back and you went back (laughs) i went back two more times (laughs) that's insane yeah but and it was a very eerie feeling when you walk in and you're just like uh no there's no other bikes here like other people got the memo to get the hell out of there but you know we were just shopping we're you know bar right. hopping doing this whole thing and we just walk up there and we're just like oh shit we just walked into something real bad my uncle uncle ed he was part of a uh of a motorcycle club but they were christian motorcycle and he he said that they were very like the hell's angels and all those big biker groups were very cool to them he said but they didn't leave their campsite after dark you know they kind of right. stayed to their own you know but um I'm, I'm very ignorant about Sturgis. So is there a lot of, like, the motorcycle clubs, like the Mongols and all? Is it? So, no. Actually, okay. I, I just kind of learned this this year. I didn't know it that year I went, but that first um, that first year, obviously, I didn't know that. I thought it was going to be all motorcycle clubs or whatever. But I've just recently kind of heard that Sturgis is more ran by the Hells Angels. You won't, you won't really see, like, Mongols there or other motorcycle clubs. Like, really? you'll see some, but... Not a lot. It's a lot of Hell's Angels up there. And you'll just see them walking around. They got their cuts on and like, you know, it says on them like hills and stuff like that. And a lot of times they don't even let them in bars because they don't want colors and, you know, the gang related stuff. So you won't even know really they're Hell's Angels, but they'll have an 81 on them. And that's like their number. So you'll know instantly they're like a Hell's Angels. What's the 81 for? Do you know? I have no idea. If you know, put it in the comments below. I'm super curious. So uh, that's great. Have you ever came across anything like that, Adam? No. No, I drove through Sturgis. Well, I go through Sturgis quite a bit going up to see my girls in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I was taking them home one summer, and I drove through dirt, was driving through Sturgis during rally, and it was insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, the, I was like, this is good enough for me. I didn't even stop. I just drove, was driving through. And it's I can only imagine what goes on there because there were so many people. Oh, everywhere. there's so many bikes. I mean, it's it's insane. And actually, one of the years we went was the 81st year, so there was way more Hells Angels that year because that was, like, their number. number yeah. And that's really when we kind of figured some things out, you know, like, okay. Right. Like, I guess me, I'm just, like, the blonde girl from Brush that's like, I'll just be on the back, like, enjoying <laughs> myself, you know. And, uh, you know, it's like, oh, there's – some of this stuff is very serious. And right. I'm just not a serious person, but it's like I walked into a pretty serious situation. It was like – I'm a mom. I got to go. Right. right. <laughs> I, I don't want to orphan the kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I always, out of my own ignorance of the place, I kind of thought that it became like, uh, I don't want to say, very um, commercialized. Yeah, that's what I heard. That You know, there's just, the bars are super expensive now and they're just. It is. Right. And, and you'll see a lot of people say like they don't go anymore. And really it's, I don't know how to explain it. Like Sturgis is kind of like that. You know, you go and pay for your $8 beer. But then I'm right. like, well, am I kind of paying like that at cables? I don't know. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to me, I'm like, well, it's kind of the same. But the campsites are still very old Sturgis, I guess, if that makes sense. So once you go okay. into a campsite, it's like a whole private thing. You know, it's okay. like you still see very much of that old, like, people are burning tires and, having you know, having a great time. And, yeah. you know, that's a little bit different. So, like, <laughs> camping experience-wise, I feel like it's very old Sturgis. But if you're going downtown... 
Oh yeah, there's shirt vendors on every corner. Sure. And, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, You've been to like Mardi Gras. I've been to New Orleans, but not during Mardi Gras. See, I went to Mardi Gras and kind of the same thing. Like when I got there, I went to the Dassault clan. Um, when you get there, and I told them from Colorado, very smart question. They go, mountains or plains? And I'm like, kudos to you for asking that question because right. everybody <laughs> thinks it's all mountains in Colorado. Uh, but they told me, okay, here's the deal. You stay on this street. You stay on Bourbon Street. You don't go down alleys. You go to this. this they gave me directions where you do not go. Mm-hmm. Do not go there at night. Do not be by yourself. If somebody bumps into you, they're trying to rob you. Yep. You know, and I, I just was like taken back. I was like, oh. Okay, because I thought to myself, nighttime Larry's not going to remember any of that shit. You know, that's <laughs> right. But, but it's also very commercialized, also in New Orleans, as you saw. You know, we actually just went there in June, and we had like the same experience where people are like, no, 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 like you don't yeah. put your wallet in your back pocket, right. you know, and you don't do this, you don't do that, and me and Nick are like, yeah, okay, okay, and then one night down on Bourbon, it was like, no, like this is very much correct, like yeah, yeah, you. I don't know. You stick together. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a rough neighborhood, yes. but it's like it's Bourbon Street. It's it, it's so, it was a blast. I had so much fun. I, I recommend if you don't go, go at least once. You know. Oh, it was so much fun, yeah. and the food. That's my. I've oh. told everyone. I'm like, oh, New Orleans is like shithole, but the food was so bomb. Like yeah. I go back just for the food. Like, <laughs> what did you have? What did you have? Oh, everywhere I went, I just had jumbo, like gumbo. Everywhere I went. Oh, really? Jambalaya, gumbo. I had uh, Gator. You had Gator? Oh, yeah, I had Gator, too, yeah, for sure. Whenever I go travel somewhere, I ask them, I'm from Colorado. What can I not have? That, you know, what, what can I have here that we don't have in Colorado? And that's, for sure. Yeah, they try the Gator. A little salty, but it was it was good. So I was driving through Louisiana for work, stopped at some convenience store to grab something to eat. I go and look in, like, the little hot case that they have, like, hot dogs and hamburgers and cheeseburgers and all that. And then there was, like, Gator brats, boudin, just all this. I was like. All right, I'll try that. <laughs> right. For so, sure. Right. Oh, yeah, I ordered a Bloody Mary and, like, a crawdad came out in it. And I was like, all right, this is, <laughs> like, this is what we're doing today. Protein. <laughs> yep. Did you get the king cake? Um, are, No, are I didn't. Are you familiar? I didn't. And only because sometimes I don't try things if I know there's flour in it. Oh. Going back to the poop season, like, okay. sorry. Like, okay. is this going to make me puke or poop? Like, <laughs> so if I'm not 100% sure right. what it's in it, I usually don't eat it. I got one. So I didn't, are, you, are you familiar with yeah. what king cake is? Do you are you familiar with the whole thing is? Yeah. So it's got a little toy in it or whatever, like mm-hmm. a little the yeah. baby. Yeah, and if you get that slice, that's good luck, right? right. Mm-hmm. So I just ate the whole thing because I'm greedy, right? And that's you know, but yeah, but it was like a it was like a little one, but yeah, I didn't know what it was. And then Crystal Tim's wife wanted to go down to where Katrina hit because we were there two or three years after that, and so they sure. were like, you don't want to drive your nice new car, they'll they'll kill you, you know so. Pretty crazy, pretty crazy. But I think one of these days I'll, I'll make it to Sturgis. Just why not, right? You got it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. If I you enjoy camping, like, go camp up there. Go see some shit. It's it's wild. It's fun. Here's the irony in that whole thing. You know why I don't like camping? Because I like toilets. That's why I don't like camping. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people take campers. So. <laughs> yeah, okay, I did. We we take campers. <laughs> yeah, I did a girl, and she always wanted to go camping. I told her she's like, I have a camper, Larry. I'm like, as long as there's a toilet, because. I was in the Boy Scouts and shitting in the woods. I'm not down. I don't like it. It's not an enjoyable real. experience, you know. I don't know the leaves around me well enough to know which ones you you do business one and which ones you don't. So, right. Yeah. Well, what do you think about that, Adam? It's, I liked it. It was a pretty good story. It's interesting. That would be weird, though, walking out during rally and then, like, nothing. 
Honestly, it was even like the lights were dim. It was like one of those where it's like, what the hell did we just walk into? Right. It's not that late. And it's so busy in Sturgis that, right. and it's busy all night. It's not like it stops at a certain time. It's right. Sturgis. It goes on for a whole week where it's just crazy the whole time. So like, yeah, just like walking in there, it was like that, you know, when you walk in something, you're like, oh, this doesn't feel good. Like it's yeah. eerie. You're like, mm, something's wrong. Your spider sense goes off. Yeah. And you're just like, I got to get out of here. Like in, in New Orleans, I'll bring you like this. Cause when you walk around Mardi Gras, you see police officers, law enforcement, all different from all over the state. I guess that's a thing is every police department sends uh, help to New Orleans, you know, and then the cop gets to stay for an extra couple of days with his family or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, do they do that? In- Actually, that's what they do in South Dakota for Sturgis. Yeah. They'll send them from different, like, different law enforcement, stuff like that. But, I mean, there's a ton of law enforcement there. There's a right. ton of police officers. There's there's multiple on each corner. Like, throughout all day, there's cops everywhere. Like, you can't be dumb in Sturgis right. until you get to the campsites. <laughs> like, until right. you're parked, until you're somewhere, like, the cops can't go i guess but um you know there's so much law enforcement up there yeah. it's crazy but you gotta think to be a, an officer of the law down there how how you're you're you uh stressful how your patience oh, yeah. has to get just tested to, you know everybody's hammered probably right everybody's drinking yeah i'd say like <clears throat> down on sturgis not so much because because there is so much law enforcement okay. they're like i don't want duis so right. it's kind of funny so people are having like one or two but you don't see too many crazies like right but you know you see the girls that are body painted you know you see sure. you see the really awesome motorcycles that are like in magazines are so cool you know right. so i think where the law enforcement wise they're probably frustrated is just because there's so many people and so many bikes right i mean it's just even the two on each corner is not enough. There's so many people. How loud is Sturgis? So loud. Yeah. So loud. I can imagine. Yeah. And Never if it's not like, it's that. not the pipes, it's not the motorcycles, it's like the music. I oh, mean, really? it's people showing off those super expensive systems. I mean, it's right. just like, it's insane. But then every bar has a live band or has DJs going on. Right. Or on one side street, you'll see like trick bikes doing wheelies and things like it's just always so much stuff to watch and see it is but it's extremely loud i well that's interesting i was talking about the pipes and the bikes oh yeah i mean yeah have you ever been on the street when a a bunch of bikes come by Mm -hmm. i mean it's yeah yeah my fiance has an extremely loud bike and has like the loudest system on it so i'll go on the back and he's like hey i was saying something to you and i'm like what like I, I can't. I literally can't hear you, and I'm right. I'm this far from you. Do you have your own bike? I don't. I have. I got my license uh, the year and a half ago, two years ago. I got. I went up and got my license from Harley Davidson, nice. and um, yeah, Thunder Mountain, and it was three days. Learned how to ride, and I was like, I'm gonna go buy a bike, and there was nothing used. And they said, Well, yeah, because it was COVID. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, everything. People wanted to be out and about. Right. So, I just haven't bought a bike. Allison, I'll tell you the truth. I always get that wild hair in my ass to learn how to ride a motorcycle and buy one. I always do. But then there's some horrific accident I hear about that I'm like, nah, it's probably not for the best for me, you know? Yep. Because, I mean, how many times do you almost hit someone on a bike? You know what I mean? Well, and honestly, we've almost been hit. I can't tell you how many times. Even in Sturgis, um, our second year, I mean, we had a car so close to us. And just, we must have been in their blind spot. That's how right. close. I mean, Nick went, kicked, kicked him. Like, that's how close it was where it was like, we're right. talking... So, I mean, it happens. It's just one of those things where people just get too busy. You almost, you almost had a pudding moment. Yeah. Oh, that pudding <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah. I always think, have you ever thought about doing that, Adam? I have. And I've actually looked at getting um, 
a trike instead of an actual motorcycle. I, I, me too. Me so, because well. I always say something with speed and balance to stay upright is not my, you know, not good for me. So, oh, I'd have one of the eight hangers. What kind of uh, bike does Nick have? A road glide, but okay. it's not even a Harley because he has it. He has it rebuilt with like an SNS motor, super fast race motor. Like right. that's his baby. Does like he? on a list of things that he loves, the motorcycle, like motorcycle, son, me. I mean, like it's like <laughs> I know where I'm at on that list. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that, that's his first love right there. How long has he had it for? Oh, it's a 2016. So he's had it for a couple years. He's yeah. real built it, loves it. And he's he's driven all over, everywhere on this thing. Loves it. Yep. Nick, you're more than welcome to come tell me stories on this podcast, by the way, <laughs> about your your, uh, your motorcycle stories. I'm super interested, though. Oh, he'd probably love that. Because the stuff he's, he's got to see on a motorcycle, oh, sure. right? It's it's nuts, dude. Oh, yeah. He could probably tell you three stories just Sturgis alone. I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah. Well, Nick, there's there's the invite. Extend it <laughs> out, my man. So we'll see where we can go from there. All right. What do you think about that one, Voke? It was, it was good. I liked it. I already asked you that, didn't I? You did. I'm sorry. My bad. We got the BS about something else. <laughs> I, I did. I like those kind of stories because it's something I, I'm not familiar with. You know what I mean? So you, mm-hmm. I like to learn on this podcast. Right. You know, and I always have questions about places like Sturgis. Because last time I said Mandy Phillips had told a story about it, but she ate too many edibles and then she couldn't walk. So that was her story at a campsite as she army crawled her ass across the field to get back to her tent and <laughs> prayed to God she woke up with the feeling in her legs. All right, there was two down, Eisenhower and the Hells Angels. One la- one left, Lance Schwint. So the reason I picked this story is because after you reached out and you were like, hey, do this podcast, and I was like, uh-huh, I'll, let me see what this is about. Yeah. I went through, well, you know, you've had a ton of people do it. Yeah. So I went through and just tried to pick out names that I had recognized. So right. Lance literally was the first one that popped out, and I was like, I'm listening to Lance. Right. But so I used to work for Lance a um, long time. I was a I was a lifeguard for seven years. I even came back and ran the pool for him. Oh, yeah. And uh, worked in the office for him. I think I used to be Verna before Verna. Like, okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, this is all after my Mesa State <laughs> stint <laughs> when I didn't right. know what I wanted to do with my right. life. Right. But um, when I came back from my only year in college I did, which was at Mesa that summer, so it's like... Uh, I don't know, you're 19, sure. you know, it's like you go, you're 19 years old and right. all, all your friends are still in college. They, they stayed up at CSU. <laughs> they, right. They're living in Fort Collins. Right. I, you know, it's like, I don't have anybody here or right. you don't want to go hang out and be like the super senior, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so I did a lot of things for Lance, you know, it'd be go rough here, go take score here. Um, you know, run the pool. I, I basically was just like Lance's bitch. I hate saying that, but it was like, <laughs> whatever, you know? Yeah. And, um, he didn't have the golf course at this time. So, he, oh, you know, wow. this was before this a long time ago, obviously. Right. But, um, I, I don't know if too many people will think this is funny. He'll probably not even remember this story, but this is the reason I'm telling it. But, um, he would call me at all certain hours. I mean, 4 a.m., why aren't you up? And I'd be like, I don't know, where do I need to be? And he'd be like, chalk and fields. <laughs> like, you know, just that man works 24-7. And I've always said, you guys do not understand how much that man does for recreation for the city of Brush. Because you guys think that he's, oh, we could do more, we could do more. He's already five steps ahead of you. Like, yeah. it's it's insane. The man has done so much. And really working for him for that amount of time, you see it. And it's crazy. I don't even know how he does it now with the golf course, adding to all that. Right. But, um, so, 
he would call all certain times of hours. And, you know, it was just like, I even, this is back with like the Motorola flip phone. <laughs> so I had like the ringtone that was like the siren right. that was like, you know, it freaking woke you it up. It woke you up, yeah. Yeah. So calls one night, it's midnight. He calls and he's like, hey, you need to get over the swimming pool. And this is when I was the swimming pool manager. And I, you need to go over to the swimming pool right now. The cops are there. I'm like, oh, great. And he's like, yeah, I, I don't have keys. I'm like, all right. So, you know, I'm going over there, which, I mean, you you live in Brush. It, you're two minutes away from right, everything. Right. So it's not like a big deal, but it was midnight. and So go over there. And there is like three cops there. And, and Lance is there, but they are already in the swimming pool. And I'm like, I'm like, you called me for keys, you know? And I'm, I'm like, what's going on? So I walk up and I'm like, Lance, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you know, you yeah. woke me up. Like, why, yeah. why am I here? And he goes, well, if you ever want my job, I want you to know this is the type of stuff you got to get out of bed for. I'm like, okay, great. There was like eight 10 year old kids swimming in the pool. Of course. And they're all in their chonies, you know, uh, and they're, you know, there's clothes thrown all over and they're, but they're trying to hide in the water. And so the cops are standing there. Lance is standing there. And so now I'm just standing there and I'm just like, I, I got woke up out of bed for this. And Lance's like, yeah, I wanted you to experience this with me, Allison. And yeah. I'm like, okay. So we're all just standing there watching these kids try to hide behind the ladder. Right, you know, right. one's trying to hide behind like the, the small diving board. They're trying to hide in the shadows. One keeps coming up for air and then going back down. I mean, and it's like. <laughs> like they're hiding from a T-Rex. Like right. if we don't move, he can't see us. Right. right. And that's right. in the, you know, the officer, Leroy Brown. What's up, Leroy Brown? <laughs> Who, by the way, is going to be on this podcast. But yeah. Like, yeah. And he's like, you know, we can see you. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it was just so hilarious because, I mean, like the spotlights on him. Right. Or right. he has, you know. And um, it, we were just standing there. And, I mean, this took like 45 minutes to get these kids out of the pool. Right. And, I mean, it was just like, it was to the point where I was like, do I need to jump in? Like, what yeah. is what is happening? Yeah. And it was just so hilarious because it was just like, you know, just some some little kids just, I mean, they weren't skinny dipping, but they all had underwear on. But it yeah. was just like they were young and just having a great time. And I was like, why yeah. wouldn't you just let them? Like, yeah. Yeah. really? And he's just like, trespassing. Can't, you know, oh. we can't have that. And if one of them drowns, that's kind of like insurance. That becomes a problem. You know? And so here we are, just one thirty in the morning. And Lance was just like, I just wanted you to experience this with me, Allison. He's like, this is the stuff that I get called for. This is the stuff that if you ever want right. my job, you're going to have to deal with. And I mean, it was it was hilarious at the time because, I mean, but when these kids were getting out, you know, they're covering themselves. And, you know, I'm a girl and I'm standing there just like, oh, my God, you're you're a child. But it's just like, can we can we get him some towels and just get the hell out of here? You know, yeah. cause it was like one thirty yeah. in the morning. But yeah. I don't even know if Lance ever even remembers that. Yeah. I, you know, I see him every once in a while. I never even tell him. Probably wasn't his first rodeo or his last. No, and he's you know he's probably like yeah, which time, <laughs> you know? Right, right. But just the way he would lure me out of bed, like no, like I don't have my keys. You got to get here. This is emergency, you know. Right. And I'm just like, oh my god, okay, fine, you know. But is, it was never an emergency. <laughs> was he grooming you to like take his job all the time? No, he, not oh. a, not at all. Okay. You know, I think he just he would just say things like that, yeah. you know. And I and I probably would say like probably just didn't feel. Maybe sometimes appreciated all the shit he really has to do because he does a lot. It's it's stupid how much he insane. does. You know, it's insane. It's when I because we're doing the comedy shows now, mm-hmm. which by the way, October fourteenth uh, will be past this. November eleventh and New Year's Eve will be the comedy shows for this year. 
Anywho, um, he's become you now, by the way. I call him five times a day, when, you know, just to make sure he's going well. But uh, it's amazing to hunt him down because he's usually coaching somewhere. He's or open the gym somewhere, you know. Yeah. I, I told him, I was like, it's 7 o'clock at night, man. Do you, do you go home? Legally, they have to let you go home, right? You know that, right? <laughs> we can't keep you here 24-7. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm going here pretty quick. And I'm like, man. Oh, no. He would go from coaching football to, have, you know, having to go and get kids out of the swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to still being at work at 7 a.m. because, you know, we needed sponsors for the brush rush or, you right. know, some, some baloney thing. Right. That it was just like, you know, give that man a raise. Like, he was everywhere, yeah. you know. And, and now it's like I always see Verna everywhere, and I'm just like, I'm sure with the, go- the golf course, it's right. just twice as much. But it Verna, was just constant. Verna, Verna does a lot. She a really lot. Does. She does do a lot. God bless her. And Lance is funny. Like, at the comedy show uh, – I always, I, he hates this. I, I don't give a shit that he hates it. I'll always tell the crowd, I'll, I'll lure Lance in. I'll be like, this is Lance Schwimmer. Make sure everybody thanks him for doing this. Because because of him, we brought comedy back to brush, you know. No he's clap, but he's so modest. He doesn't, he hates it, right? Hates it. And I don't give a shit. You're going to get thanked, dude. You know what I mean? Because you do a lot for this, you know. But uh, anymore, he's like Batman, dude. Like, the smoke pellet down, that fucker's gone. Oh, you know, 100%. Like, I'll walk in, I'll be like, where'd Lance go? They're like, oh, he, he's, well, shit. He is like he's the king of the Irish exit. Like you don't, you don't know where that man is. Uh, there'd be times I'd be working for him. Same thing, and I'd look around and I'd be like, "Well, shit!" Like no idea where he's at. And you know, and it's like he he was just everywhere. It was just crazy. Right, Chloe Hirschfeld. That's I. That's the second time I've heard that reference. But the first one was Chloe Hirschfeld. Did you do that podcast with Chloe? Yeah, she got a little shit face at her own wedding, and she said, "I had to Irish goodbye at my own wedding." <laughs> so that's, I never heard that before till yeah. Oh funny. yeah, my buddy Roxy was telling you about. She's the queen of Irish exits. Like she, you'd just be like at the bar partying, and you'd be like, like where's where's my best friend? And she's like, yeah. I'm at home. And you're just like, what the fuck? You just like bounce. Yep, bye. Like you, you had that look on your face, and I'll be damned if I'm losing another pair of socks today. Right. Okay, she I'm, was probably I was like, in flip flops. I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, you're not gonna pull a pudding on me. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. What did you think about that one? I, was, I like that. Even if that's not true to an extent, we'll see. Uh, I like the fact you brought it up because guys like Lance Schwinn do need more recognition in their life, you know, because right. he really – and he's a good dude. He's so mellow. He he handles stress so well, too. Like So well. I just snapped if I was Lance Schwinn by now. I'd have choked someone to death. I, I couldn't do it. Do it. I'm telling you, man. I don't know how he does it, man. Well, and even just, like, teaching these kids how to ref, you know, showed up for, like, uh, Peyton's Nico games. <laughs> You know, and just sit there and teach these kids how to ref, and you know, and it's just like Saturday at eight a.m. and you know that there was something going on Friday night with with his children. You know, right. where you sit there and think right. like you're everywhere. It's wild. Right, they're going to be building new uh, ball fields over by the other ball fields by mm-hmm. the pond over there because of Lance Schwint. I mean, it wasn't just Lance, but he was the driving force in that man. I mean, stuff like that, recreation and brush is what it is because of Lance Schwinn. Oh, know? yeah, and it's top tier. Like, you yeah. go to other towns and then you talk about things and you're just like, man, yeah. like, Brush Brushwreck is, it's up there because right. they do a lot of stuff. Right. And you hear about some people getting upset with him because they don't think he's shows up enough or not. I'm like, but do you follow him around? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, unless we want to clone him, you know? Well, and that's the thing is I am at stuff because my kids, and I see him. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, granted, I worked for him, but that was 20 years ago. I'm, I'm right. what, 36 now, and that was when I was 19. I mean, yeah. this is a long time ago. Right. But, I mean, now I'm 36, and I still see him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's a good man. I like Lance a lot. 
So, and if you come to the comedy show, uh, make sure you high five him. Someone will call him out again, although he hates it. Anyway, all right, Mister, you got one in mind, bro? Uh, kind of, but not really. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of like going back to the whole Eisenhower thing. Might be it, even though I said I knew it wasn't. All right. <laughs> well, Allison, uh, before we go any further, we decide who has to pick first. We rock paper scissors, right? Gotcha. How do you rock paper scissors? One, two, three, shoot! Damn it! Getting murdered this year, not just murdered. She does it the right way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you're on my pudding list now. <laughs> Ready? Yep. How the fuck are you doing? Every time. <laughs> Every time, dude. I'm going to go back and watch these because I'm doing something to lead. I, I guarantee. No, dude, it's just pure luck. All right. We got three great stories. Eisenhower, Lance Schwinn, and Hell's Angels. I think Eisenhower is a true story. I think the pudding thing is... Uh, you're very brave for telling me that story. <laughs> Put it on the, the, the pudding list. Uh, Hell's Angels, I also believe, is a true story. Uh, you know, that's kind of a crazy uh, it's kind of a crazy thing to happen, but that's also something that is uh, very unique. I'm going to pick Lance Schwint because I think when you're picking stories, it's hard to pick a... We didn't know, I don't know if it's borrowed or if it's halfway made up or whatever, but that one was uh, very nice. It was very cool. And everything you said was true, but I think the part made with the kids... Or getting you out of bed, or there's something there that isn't true about that. Um, the rest of Lance Schwinn, everything he does is absolutely 100 percent true. Uh, that, that, but I think that ending might be where it's at. Uh, Hell's Angels, I think that might have happened. You told it with a lot of passion, and Eisenhower. Well, I'm almost praying that's true. That's, I really, <laughs> I want very much for that to be a true story. So, what do you think? Well, like I said, I'm kind of like rethinking what I said earlier because you know I'm pretty sure the whole Lance Schwinn thing is true because i know he deals with all kinds of stuff and he's all over the place doing stuff hell's angels <clears throat> i'm not sure about that one um i haven't really ever heard about a shooting at sturgis i'm sure they happened but i've never really remembered hearing about them um but then the eisenhower one i think there's truth to it but i think there's something like the guy like what like you didn't like go right in front of the guy or something like that. So I'm gonna go with Eisenhower just because of just because of that. Okay. All right. Before you flip that over though, I do wanna say uh thank you to the Brush Emporium for giving us this great place to have our podcast. Before we were we'd have to set this up and break this down every time. The like first hundred episodes or whatever. It we was, were homeless. <clears throat> yeah, it was it was crazy. But they've actually been very, very, very cool about letting us have this down here, and they're very, very uh, giving. This is a great place, by the way. If you haven't been here, uh, come check it out. Have you eaten here yet? Have you had the pizza? And all that I stuff? got a pizza probably waiting for me to go right Are you? now. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Larry, Larry, <laughs> shut up because I got food for me. But uh, no, the gluten-free pizza here is pretty, like it's pretty bomb. Really? Yeah. All right. I've only had gluten-free pizza at one place, and that's the Kersey place. Yeah. And uh, my friend Loranda used to have it, and it actually wasn't bad. So, uh, but they, I didn't know they had that. So they do have gluten-free pizza here. They right? do. That's yep. awesome. Uh, ice cream. Uh, they have chicken wings. They have pretzels. They have frozen yogurt. Ice cream. I said that with funnel twice. cakes. Funnel cakes. Uh, right now, pasta. Gilbert's pasta. Gilbert's not right now uh, doing some kind of. Uh, I can't remember. It says like a noodle roll or something. I don't know. He's, he's <laughs> trying something new all the time. You seen that movie Accepted? Yeah. Where they form their own little college. 
and there's that really stone kid that becomes like the chef. That's Gilbert Lake. You know what I mean? He's, He's just, probably he, up there feeding Peyton right yeah, now. Making her try it. Oh, I'm sure they'll be full without you touching the pizza. You know, come try it. And they have like dessert pizza. They have all kinds of stuff here. Also, if you needed a unique gift, come down to 210 Clayton Street to Brush Emporium and Pizza Emporium because they have a whole bunch of vendors up there. They have a lot of cool stuff. Come check it out. And it's all local people, local business. Because if you don't support local business, it goes away. So please support these guys. They're awesome, amazing, and I love them very much. And... If you enjoyed this, there's a uh, subscribe button down in the corner. Go ahead and click that because it's a huge click. Small click for you, huge click for us. Small click you, a huge click for us. I almost the podcast. You almost did, but you, you pulled through, man. I'm proud of you. Also, if you, whatever you're listening to, it, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please leave a rating and review. We really do appreciate it. And uh, tell your friends about the podcast. If you liked what Allison's stories, share this on Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Or find Allison on TikTok. I am on TikTok. You do have a TikTok. I do. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been checking them out. So, a lot of stuff with uh, on the back of a bike with a with a camera. So, the Daredevil Allison Walker on TikTok. So, <laughs> what is your handle on TikTok? Uh, I think it's Al Walk. Al, that's a, yep. Yep. No, it's Al Walker. No, Al Walk. Yep. yep. Oh, did you change it? No, it's just Al Walk. I think. Okay. Maybe I think Al Walk too. Maybe there's a two okay. at the end. Yeah. Okay. We'll find it. You know what? I'm going to put a link to your your TikTok. <laughs> right on. Okay. All right. So. Uh, you're going with, what, what, I'm uh, going with Eisenhower. I'm going to go with Lance Schwent. Why don't you flip that over to show us what's up? <laughs> but for the record, the story is true. Adam was correct. The only thing that didn't really happen, I didn't drop trowel right in front of the guy. <laughs> I did make it behind a loader, but my buddy still had to give me your socks. There was still a guy there. Right. It was just... The eye contact didn't happen. Yeah. The, the right in front of him didn't happen. I don't have to register as a sex offender. Right, <laughs> like, right. it, all of it happened. It was terrible, but I did duck behind something, and he did know what was happening. Well, of course he did, Allison. <laughs> you just asked to use the restroom, and you're like, oh, no, no problem. I'm just going to go for a quick hike, you know? <laughs> yep, it was it was awful, but everything else w- was true. 100% on yep. right uh, Lance Schwint is a true story. It's a true story. That's awesome. I don't know if he remembers it. I'm sure he has so many stories to tell, but right. that was a true story when I worked for him. So, right, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, and the, and the, I'll, I'll tell him he, he came up in the podcast. Hell's Angels is a true story. True story. Really? Yep. How close do you think you came to actually being in trouble? Mm, I think we were probably like five, ten minutes away. Like, truly. It, and honestly, when the cop was telling us to get the hell out of here, I mean, it was one of those, like, not all cops are like worry warts, but you could tell that right. guy was like, you need to there leave. Some Something urgency. is happening here. And yeah, and it was like a... He told us, he was like, don't even go to the end of the block. Go, like, cut through the bank. Like, he was telling us, like, that quick to get out of there. So, I guess, I don't understand. Like, why, why would they have you? Even get our bikes? Yeah, well, I mean, no, like, walk them <laughs> out. Like, why not even start them to get out of there? I, I You know, bikes are loud. I don't yeah. know if they were worried about maybe that distraction happening or just the loud bikes or, right. you know, something like that. I don't know. But they with, were just like bikes. You can't hear gunshots. Yeah, maybe oh, that was it. Something maybe. Yeah, like but that. it was a very serious situation that was going on. I mean, they they were all cuffed. I mean, it right. was like 
And there was a lot of cops there, and it was just like something was going down. You got to worry if you're a cop and you have arrested, what, 13, you said, around 13 of them? Oh, I think it was like eight. Oh, like, eight. Yeah, like eight or ten. Yeah, but then that means they're more probably going to show up. Oh, and we're talking hundreds, like maybe right. thousands. like maybe, Well, maybe not thousands, but like probably hundreds. Even hundreds yeah. of guys that are in the Hells Angels that probably are, yeah. are not afraid of law enforcement. Because you see, I mean, you see a lot of Hells Angels cuts up there where you're just like, those are the guys you're just like, Hello? <laughs> you just keep talking. <laughs> Good morning, <laughs> sir. <laughs> you, you make eye contact, but you don't hold it long. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. it's one of those, or it's like... So, who did they get in the shootout with? With the cops? I don't or know. With another... And honestly, it was like the next day, AJ was, like, on his phone and was like, holy shit, like, there was, like, a shootout last night. And it said it was just Hell's Angel group. And so, we okay. were like, it had to wow. have been that. Wow. You know? So, I'm assuming cops, maybe it was their buddies coming in to get them out of there. You know, who knows? But... And you got to think Sturgis is once a week, but people come from every state, you oh, know, so huge. you'll yeah. see, you know, their cuts say Colorado, but some say California, some say Florida, some, you know, they're all over. So it's just right. like, it really is like hundreds of them. So I have to ask you a question. So I've also heard that uh, certain biker clubs, motorcycle clubs own certain states or certain areas, right? Like- well, and I think that's kind of the whole thing, like with South Dakota and Sturgis, you know, like you don't see too many other um like groups up there you might see a couple like little homemade groups you know like 10 20 guys that ride together you know they have their own little like clan but like it's a lot of hell's angels you don't see you don't really see mongols up there you don't see um even like the crucibles like you don't see those types of like I'm sure they're there. Maybe they just don't wear right. their cuts. I don't know. But it's definitely a Hells Angels territory. You mean their patches? That's what the right, cuts. right, like, okay. like the leather, right. like their leathers and stuff, yeah. So Uncle Ed told me, because uh, they were a motorcycle club, but they had to ask permission to the dominant club in the area, which I believe was the Mongols, he said. And it's probably true. To wear their cuts, yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, it, it'll be a problem if they see it, right? It's like disrespect. Right, mm-hmm. right. But they were Christian clubs, he said, so they really didn't, you know, they didn't care about them, you know, right. per se. But uh, it... it the thing that kills me, not kills me, I think it's crazy about the Hells Angels is you see them like around Christmas time with toys for the kids. Like they're yeah. huge oh, on this okay. kind of stuff. 100%. And that's the thing is like people, it's funny to me because a lot of people see like bikers. And I've, I, not last year, but the year before, one of my girlfriends was up there. And I'm like, hey, we're at, you know, we're at the Oasis. Come, come meet us. And she walks up and she's like, <laughs> and I was just sitting with Nick and his couple buddies. Right. You know, but, you know, they're wearing their leathers and, you know, they're, they're big dudes, you know, right. got the beards and everything. Right. And uh, she's like, I was kind of nervous to walk up to your table. And I'm like, do we look like we're in a gang? And then I'm like, here I am. I'm blonde. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> and, but she even told me, she was like, I was scared to walk up to your table all of a sudden, like, till I seen you. And I was like, oh. Right. Like, I guess I don't see it that way, maybe because I'm around it. But, um, yeah, the... The thing about bikers is they're the nicest people. Fundraiser-wise, like, yeah. you know, all those poker runs, all that money goes for stuff. Like, we just did the St. Jude um, poker run a couple weeks ago. And, you know, it's like all that money goes to St. Jude. Like, a lot of times you'll see that where people are almost, like, scared of bikers or, I don't know, maybe think they're trashy or, well, you know. like, like a stereotype. Yeah, like a stereotype thing. And, you know, like, my stepdad rode his whole life like my brother like my stepbrothers so i guess i've been around motorcycles a lot right where i guess i just never had that right but like you said it's like this you know that stereotypical thing where you're just like oh okay well 
Because you've heard a few horrible stories throughout the years that have given right. that stereotype. Well, legs, I just I just told right? one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, and but like you said, like the toys, like toy drives and things like that. I got stuck behind a toy drive in Greeley once, and I mean, I would probably say there was over five hundred bikes there, That's and awesome. and that was I think at one of the dealerships. And they stopped traffic for all those bikes to go out of there. And, you know, every single bike took a toy. And it's like that whole thing was That's like awesome. a whole toy. And that so, so amazing. It really is. If you really look into like what bikers do, like it's awesome. Like not that I'm a part of a club, but like we'll go on a cool poker run if we can make it, you know. Right. I worked with a guy. I used to work with him. He joined the Mongols not too long ago. Well, it's mm-hmm. been uh, probably about 10 years now. And I had asked him about Sons of Anarchy, how close that is. And he laughed. He's like, not even, not even about the yeah, close. Yeah. See, that's what I know about bikers. You know? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know anything about it. You watched them. it on Netflix. Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. Like, this must be how it is, like a documentary. It's like, no, he's like, no, dude, not even close. But. And what I've learned about New Orleans is from NCIS New Orleans. There you go. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Crazy. That's how I learned about a king cake. Oh, is it what it, yeah, yeah, I didn't know what it was that explained to me. Before we go real quick, you said you're doing massage therapy now. Well, so I've been a massage therapist and esthetician for 11 years. So And a what? An esthetician. I don't know what that is. It's like I do facials, eyelash extensions, spray tans, waxing, stuff like that, and then massage. And yep. Do you have a little shop anywhere? Yeah. So I still, um, my business name is still Sweet Peach Spa. I've done that for the last 11 years. Um, But I'm inside Brush Hair Company, and that's where I've been the last four or five years. That's here on 34. Yep. It's on 34. It's right next to a. what is it? Lakel? Hakel? Hakel. Yeah. I always say the jackal and I'm jackal. always told I'm wrong. The jackal. Yeah. Aria though. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, I've been there. Business has been great. It's been wonderful as a mom to, to have that. So. Right. Cause you make your own hours. Yep. Of, yeah. I, you know, I make everything on, on Thursday. I got to leave and go play a uh, parents versus kids kickball during a, uh, my son's PE class, and nice. so I'm like, well, I got to show up and kick your ass, so <laughs> then I got to go back to work. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, what hours are you there usually, or what's the be- what's the best way to get like a massage? Is it did you call for an appointment? Yeah, or just call, show up. Or? Call, DM, um, text. You know, my biggest thing I do I book online. Okay. So yeah, I do SweetPeachSpa.com, and um, yeah, it's, business is good. We'll actually have that. Uh, we'll have that lo- that. Uh, link on the uh, below in the description yep, I, I am think struggling here <laughs> you are <laughs> i have i have an instagram page for my business okay and, um there could be a facebook page i don't know i'm not on facebook anymore but i used to right. have one it might still be there i don't right. really know <laughs> it is because originally i got to hold you on facebook and oh, then i'm like she doesn't want to do the podcast apparently <laughs> no i yeah, it's just i left it and yeah just yeah, it's good. there's so many more. It's yeah. I, like I don't understand some of them. I don't. I, I try to get on, but I don't. I don't get them. So the one with the little ghost. Uh, Snapchat. Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. I tried. I don't understand. It's kicking my ass. So I think social media is one of those things where it's like I can handle one or two, but I can't have them all. So right. it's like you pick one or two, and that's your go-to. And everyone, yeah, you got Snap. No, are you on Facebook? No. Yeah. What are you on? TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll make some funny TikToks for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Allison, when you have a podcast, you have to whore yourself out to all of them. It's 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 horrible. So. <laughs> but anyway, so real quick, which one do you prefer them to find you at? Um, business wise, well, yes. in Instagram. Okay. Yep. Okay, we'll put that link there on the below. Uh, come check it out. So, um, anything else? Any questions? No, nope. no, we're good to go. Allison, I want to thank you so much for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank N- you. You were nervous at first. So nervous. Would you come back and do this again? Yeah, I think I would really have to think about some stories, though, because sure. I'm like, ooh, I have some, but I'm like, 
I don't know if I want people to hear them. You know what? <laughs> we're uh, we're well at an hour right now where I'd push you for some because sometimes it's that fourth story I get out of someone, right? <laughs> yeah, someone really good. I was like, holy shit, why wasn't that one of the three? But <laughs> right. anyway, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, no, thank you. It was a great time. Yeah, I'm Moose Lundstrom. And I'm Adam Mookie. Hey, until next time. Peace.